Hey everyone, Tom here, Alpha Metallica. Thanks for joining me, thanks for listening. I'm back on my own uh, for a little while. You may have noticed that majoritively Alpha Metallica is a collaborative podcast. I love having guests on, you know, uh, going through songs, going through concerts, doing whatever, you know, it's always fun. But sometimes it's nice to just share my thoughts. I appreciate that, you know, from listening to this show, you're getting a certain opinion on Metallica to a certain extent in the same way, you know, speaking to Stroy or Metallica chat or, of course, Metal Up Your Podcast. And not, again, not that any of those are right or wrong. It's just, you know, there's a flavor coming from the person. And it's interesting sometimes just to know their taste. So I've tried to do with these sort of top tens that I've done in the past on my own, uh, top ten riffs and top ten solos, just to sort of show you, you know, what my sort of feel is. Maybe you already know uh, <laughs> the ones that I like and the ones that I don't, and we'll get into those as well. So yeah, I'm going to go through all 10 of the studio albums, uh, 10 from one, quick thoughts on the fly, sort of, I've not really written any notes or something, but I just thought this would be fun to get out there, and fun to open up as well. So um, I did put on the Twitter, at MetallicaPod beforehand, if anyone wants to um, send their list. I've got two lists to read out, which I'll read out at the end. Thank you guys for sending those across. And if you want to send in your list after listening to this, because I appreciate, you know, the Twitter doesn't have that much traffic, get in touch, uh, email metallicapod at gmail.com. Um, let me know what your top 10 lists are. Let me know why. Uh, let me know what you think of my list as well, uh, potentially, if you disagree, agree, etc. And I'll read them out on the next episode. Um, what is the next episode I'm recording? Uh, let's have a look here. I think it's Creeping Death, actually, um, which is one that I'm really looking forward to. So, yeah, maybe I'll read them out on there. Maybe I'll read them out on an episode. But I will read them out um, because it's really interesting, especially the two I've got so far. It's just great to see what people's uh, thoughts on this are. Just before we go ahead, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Alpha Metallica if you want to help support the show. I want to shout out to Luke. Uh, Luke Seneji, I, I hope I'm saying that right, Luke. Um, he's he, he he donated on Patreon, so thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. And Luke is coming on the show soon as well. I believe we're going to do Devil's Dance, uh, which will be uh, <laughs> intriguing, intriguing to say those. But yeah, I think me and Luke are going to do a uh, Lars Who Wants a Million- Millionaire episode, which is you know clearly the more important episode of the two there. Uh, and thank you, Luke, for your support. If you do want to support, yeah, um, you, you know you get your name read out on the show, and you can get access uh, to content like this, uh, content like episodes, content like pretty much anything that goes on the channel will go on the Patreon first sometimes you know stuff will be on there for weeks before like i did the icon stuff did the music video you know lots of good stuff going up there regularly so if you want to help support the show uh go on to our patreon subscribe to us leave us a review on itunes it's obviously always really greatly appreciate comment below share the video all that good stuff but um yeah let's get into it top 10 metallica albums number 10 number 10 is reload um i'm not a fan of reload man there's something stullifying about it there's something very boring at its core that I just can't get past. There's, there's a plodding nature. The, the, there's just a... The songs are scraped of their innards, I find. You know, I mean, the way the alphabet has has gone has led to a sense where a lot of these songs I'm enc- you know, encountering early. Carpe Diem Baby, Better Than You, Bad Seed, which are, which are kind of like attitude. You know, the, these sort of songs, they're just... They're just heartless, like, compared to the... And I'm not being a purist or anything, but, you know, to build a concept of taste, you have to have, you know, comparisons, like, what was good with this band, what was bad... And, I, I just, you know, a lot of these songs I really can't deal with. I, I, can't, I can't get through, you know, without doing notes for the show. Um, they just stand out of energy, you know. they I think they say in Say Anger they can bang a song into shape if they want the word stock flying around there as well. And, yeah, there's some, there's some high points. You know, Fuel has definitely grown on me. Um... Bad Seed is pretty good. Memory Remains, I've never really, no, never never really loved that one, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, just, again, I know that's going to annoy people that say Anger is my immediate 10. Uh, it's not even my immediate 9. Uh, but, yeah, Reload at number 10. Number 9 is Load. 
Load is an interesting record. Load is a record that, I don't know, when I was first getting into Metallica, Load was kind of a, you know, it was a gateway drug to a certain extent. It was, it was not as heavy. And I guess I, certain songs to me kind of alienate me to a certain extent to my, to my sort of youthful lugs. Um, and I gripped onto this. I remember especially loving 2x4 um, as a kid, really enjoying that. But it's kind of symptomatic of the album for me. Again, it's similar to Reload. I think it has a lot more interesting stuff um, than Reload. And it does have some songs that I enjoy. You know, King Nothing, Hero of the Day. Um, some of the riffs in Wasting My Hate, not actually the song itself. But again, it's just... It's kind of mired in this kind of half-tuned chug-a-lug, you know. It just... It, a, a lot of it isn't what I want to hear. Like, it's kind of... The direction... Obviously, rock is this cauldron that, that, that can be poured into so many different soup cans. And I think the direction that they go with here, compared to, say, I don't know, contemporaries or kind of, you know, the grunge alternative scene or whatever. I know, I know it's slightly later than that, uh, numerically. But it just this sort of alternica... I guess that's my issue, really. It's that sort of sound. It's it's like Reload. And maybe a Load Reload album would work, like, you know, um, putting them together, uh, you know, removing them from the double release. I don't know. But, yeah, that's that's Load. There's some, there's some songs I like, but, again, with Reload and Load, they're kind of they're kind of together for me, you know, in that kind of podgy 90s period. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're fun to go over on the show, and obviously we've got a lot to get through yet still. But, uh yeah, number 10 is Reload, number 9 is Load. Number 8 is St. Anger. Um, I'm a big defender of St. Anger, and I want to I shout out to Clinton Ethan, actually, on their um, recent St. Anger episode, which was absolutely brilliant. Really, really enjoyed that episode. Great, because, like, those guys, have, uh, uh, for the entire run of the show, really, have St. Doodoo. They, they've teased. Not even that they don't like it. They're, they're just kind of, you know, it's not their bag sort of thing, whatever. And, and, and hearing them uh, go, and they, you know, they sort of changed my mind, I've got to be honest. Initially, I was going to have St. Anger as number seven, but listen to their review. I did agree with a lot of the points they were saying. Uh, it is overlong definitely uh invisible kid especially what the why the fuck is that so long? I, don't, I don't understand that i think the album could be way better it's an hour and 15 minutes for 11 songs you know i mean that's e- e- even at 50 minutes that's still five minutes so, like you know it's yeah really <laughs> really really perplexing in some ways but still brilliant in others um the drums don't bother me i i, I know they do a lot of people they don't bother me at all like i just I, I i'm fine i don't know whether it's i'm just not a sonic purist or anything like that but they don't really and i love the riffs i love the sounds of the guitars as well um i think the sound of reload and load it was good it was crisp you know metallica quote-unquote sounding the best they've ever sounded um from a sort of fidelity point of view but for me for the you know for, for you, when you want that kind of emotive that that true thrash coming through the guitar i think sanger has that in spades um I, I i'm a sucker for the contextual as well i love i love the fact that it came out there's some kind of monster period that the period's so documented like you know it just adds to it the artwork like i think just as a package is a bit more enticing to me and, and then there's some great fucking songs as well i think frantic is excellent i think you know it, it's it's probably the 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 deepest i've heard james go into into his pit of despair uh, i really like say anger i think saying anger has some terrific melodic sections and i agree again i mean obviously i'm going to refer to the guy's review because it just happened it's fucking great obviously you've all listened to it as well um but i loved when they were trying to sing the saint anger riff because it is really hard to sing it's kind of it's it's similar to black in the sense where it's throwing an extra few open notes in there just to kind of uh get you as a listener off kilter some kind of monsters fun for the riffs and uh dirty window i think we're doing dirty window on christmas day actually with my man the fridge so that should be a good episode but um yeah don't want to spend too long in it unknown feeling all in my hands obviously purifies yeah um shoot me again as well so long it's 
way too long for a song to be uh, of this of this caliber. But yeah, say anger. I think more good than bad, and you know I do enjoy a lot of say anger. So um, yeah, that's my number seven. That's my number eight. Number seven is Hardwired, um, re- most recent release. Uh, came out just just under a year ago. You know, eleven months ago at the time of us recording this. I don't seem to like Hardwired as much as most people. Um, to be honest with you, I, I think. It, I'm putting it higher than say anger because it has higher, um, it has way better high points. I think especially on the first disc, Hardwired as a song is excellent, but uh, Moth into Flame and Atlas Rise and even a little bit of Now That We're Dead. I think on a more pop schedule, but I think especially uh, Moth into Flame is just a kind of, I don't know. There's something there's something quite modern about that song that I really like. It's kind of it's it's employing a lot of the standard riffage. And the kind of the, the, the you know the complete contemplative uh, kind of ruin that, that James is want on to uh, to pursue, but it's just the riffs. It's that the way the riff kicks on its heel. No 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 no. Bam, 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 bam. Oh man, fucking brilliant! Absolutely brilliant! Always always just gets me going. And you know there's some good tracks on this on this double album as well. We've covered a few of them so far, and I've got to say what I've covered so far is kind of again what I don't really like. Am I savage confusion? Um, just both songs that kind of, you know, they're kind of almost load reloady in their stockness, but it's kind of a death magnetic stock. I, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to explain, but for me, it, you know, it's not like the greatest album ever, or, you know, I mean, clearly it's my number seven, but they've got some absolute gems we're going to get into. But yeah, I don't mind um, Hardwired. Obviously, sounds fantastic. And uh, I want to do an episode actually on artworks, but the artwork is interesting. I think. Um, Again, Clint and Ethan need to start mentioning those guys. I think they, <laughs> I'm obsessed with them. Um, I think uh, they mentioned that the Hardwired cover was like similar to some other cover. Was that them? Someone. But anyway, yeah. So the, the heads, you know, what I'm talking about that, uh, that kind of duplicitous way there. But um, yeah, oh, that's Hardwired at number seven. Number six is now not a huge fan of an album that I remember first listening to this when it actually came out and sort of enjoying it, but not. I don't know, it felt a bit over my head, perhaps, I don't, I don't I don't, know why, but I remember coming back to this album, uh, maybe when I was sort of like 20 or so, and just absolutely, like, I, you know, it's what a return to form this is, like, there are issues with Death Magnetic, um, namely the lengths, again, you know, what a Metallica problem it is, but it is, they just can't seem to edit, uh, you know, this is a minute shorter um, than, say, Anger, and it's got a less song as well, uh, but obviously Death Magnetic does have some epics, no doubt about it, and the riffs are intelligent and interesting and original and and the rhythms as well and i think they incorporate rob uh, you know brilliantly i think songs like this was that was just your life is like one of my favorite metallica songs i know it's, and it's crazy to say i know it's not a kind of like a heralded one or whatever but i, fuck, I think that song's absolutely brilliant uh any any line as well has lots of great moments i think again, it's a little too long that one um for me broken beat of scott is fucking excellent day that never comes all night long um yeah i think we um I spoke about this with Logan, actually, where in Death Magnetic, there is that glorious kind of middle section, uh, those four songs there. And, you know, he, My Apocalypse as well, I think, is is, is incredible. Uh, Suicide and Redemption, yeah, not, I don't know, not my favourite instrumental of theirs. I think mean, Kirk's tone is terrible on his lead tone. Sounds like something out of a Boss GT10 or something. I don't know, it doesn't really, uh, doesn't really rock with me, to be honest with you. But, um, great release i think i think obviously sonically a little questionable uh again i'm not a purist for that like but i can hear it of course it is quite boomy and blocky i've mentioned that on the show as well and it's not uh you know it's, it's not something you'd, you'd rather have but yeah i think the writing on death magnetic is is brilliant 
and I think you know everyone just plays so so well and James his creativity his power is still showing through and I think this is kind of a James album it feels very carried uh, on a lot of the kind of music he's producing and you know fucking great stuff great to see him back on track um, number five is Kill 'Em All Kill 'Em All yeah I I, I know some people might play this lower on a kind of like, uh, oh, it's you know, Juvenalia, it's, it's their first sort of record sort of thing, but um, and, and I get that, but I sort of love this. I I love the sort of, you know, not great guitar tone and the sort of Hetfield's like really screechy kind of high-pitched vocals, but I just think the writing's just brilliant. I think, you know, Metallica was so popular so quickly because they sort of understood the environment they were coming from, employing the methods, you know, of the new wave of British heavy metal, etc. But kind of putting a like like just i i don't know what like just a smart edge like i don't know how to put it but like certain riffs the way they're constructed like the motor breath riff the way that starts i net when i'm playing that on guitar that like, everyone knows that kind of seven seven five with the open like that's quite a unique sort of thing to play like i i, I don't know many people have, have played it sort of that way and I, I, when i did it at least and hit the lights as well i think plays with time da, da, bum, ba, da, dum, ba, da, you know really really just smart stuff here so many good songs you know, so many good songs. Seek and Destroy. I really like Phantom Lord. Obviously, Whiplash, Jump in the Fire, Motor Breath, Four Horsemen. Yeah, pretty much all of them. No Remorse, Metal They've all got great moments. Uh, Anesthesia Pulling Teeth is a fucking gem, by the way. Like, you know, absolutely spellbinding piece of music, which I love is in the middle of this record, in the middle of this kind of just fresh, you know, Bay Area, just wildness. There is this essentially like a sort of proggy you know i don't want to say geddy lee but kind of on that on that rush kind of expansive spectrum there that's just there you know and uh, do what you will obviously it gets heavier towards the end but cliff just again showing everything and you got a bit of a stain on this album as well i'm quite a big megadeth fan or i should say i'm a big fan of fan of like megadeth's first 10 years and then then i sort of jump ship but no a big fan of dave mustaine of course hopefully get dave mustaine on the show that would be fucking awesome, wouldn't it? I don't know if he'd do it because it's a Metallica podcast, so maybe I could start a Megadeth one or something like that. Maybe, you know, Alpha Megadeth doesn't really work, but um, Dave would be a great guest, of course. But yeah, Dave kills it on this as well. And uh, yeah, really enjoyable from start to finish, really. Briefer as well. This is more like it. 50 minutes, 10 songs. I, I keep saying this like it matters, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah, Kill Em All is my number five. Number four is The Black Album. The Black Album is incredible. You know, it is absolutely like there are these great moments in bands careers where all the pressure's on them to make this quote-unquote you know big label debut and they fucking knock it out of the park you know and i think i think metallica really yet again what propelled them to such fame wasn't just the songs it was the actions it was the you know knowing how to market themselves so well changing the sounds naturally organically you know there's no way it's not metallica Sabbath True, Wherever on My Romance, Summer, but it's just, it's in a more palpable, but still really heavy setting, and I, I love this record, I love the sound of this record, it always feels so dark and dingy and, and far off, and you know, there is power, but it always feels a little bit kind of detached in the room for me, in a kind of, you know, insidious uh, way, the singles, unbelievable, even A Wolf of Man, which is, what a fucking song that is, love that, Holier Than Now as well, Through the Never, uh, my friend, like, and I'm not even mentioning any of the singles, man. Like, you know, nothing else matters. Of course, the Unforgiven, just a, a stunning batch of tracks. Um, that I mean, how can you not put this, you know, really high up your list? Obviously, the Black Album is. I mean, anyway, I I never because obviously I became a fan later, so 
the music fans that I would like my friends they were never really like that like oh fuck this but you know it was all just like listen to music whatever but like it's great to hear about those people back in the day in the lunchroom and just be like oh Metallica have sold out the black album it's like what what, what does that even matter like like analyze your psychology you're denying fantastic music but you know whatever I'm sure they're not listening to Alpha Metallica so yeah number four it's the black album number three now obviously this top three it's clear what it is. Obviously, you know you know what it is. It's often referred to as Metallica's golden period. Of course, I'm picking from this period. It would be awful if I'd say it <laughs> lined up right now. Um, and yeah, this was this was hard to order really. But number three is Justice. Um, oh man, again the contextual. Again, that's what fascinates me as a biographer to a certain extent. Thinking even on a kind of macro level that after the you know painful um, gutting demise of Cliff, uh, you know the band dug deep. The band got more complex, got longer, focused on uh, injustices in a much more blatant sense, perhaps. And I love Injustice for All. I, it's kind of the final form of this Metallica before we have the Chrysalis of Black Album. And it really, you know, uh, kind of, whereas Master Republic is quite classic in a sense, you know, this puts it a bit more inward, gnarls it a bit more. You know, there's just, there's just more here. And the sound, obviously, the, the famous lack of bass, but that muddy sound, obviously, check out the. Um, interviewed with Fleming Rasmussen on the channel still can't believe I did that uh shout out to him um but yeah it's a songcraft as well it's stuff like shortest straw harvester of sorrow it's the, the chunk there's a real there's a real a grid a grip uh to the riffs on injustice for all I think James sounds fantastic the music's so complex you know it's the most complex metallic one and often when I'm reviewing songs and stuff like that I watch covers on YouTube of people just playing it on guitar because I just want to see like sort of what it actually looks like on the fret it's just like Obviously you can hear it, but just seeing it. Imagine James singing over it as well. Has one on there. Has to live is to die. Has a song on Justice for All, which I, to me the song's great. The song's just way too long. The song makes this cardinal sin of not only having an extra final verse, but whereas Master of Puppets sort of gets away with it because it has that glorious intro section it doesn't repeat. Here the instrumental section for Justice for All is the do 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 but obviously metalled up and um, doesn't work for me really maybe they had something else that would work but that's kind of one of the only kind of points of contention there dyer's eve as well is just you fucking dyer's eve is incredible there's nothing like dyer's eve in, in metallica like a real soulful angsty song but over like a, a, a bludgeoning bullet train of a fresh rhythm it's uh and justice for all is number three number two dun dun dun, dun. ride the lightning yeah ride the lightning is uh my number two um what a step you know some of these songs are some of the greatest songs they ever wrote and this is their second album you know who doesn't love to hear any of these songs live ride the lightning fight fire for whom the bell tolls fade to black creeping death call a good you know i'm missing out trapped under ice and escape i know and they're sort of this odd black sheep for fans they're all right you know i don't think they're like terrible songs i think i think you know they're they're, they're, they're like four minute rocket you know whatever let them be they're not they're not too bad but um yeah this album it just it sounds so good as well like it's the first time you probably hear what metallica sound like on the wide screen you know it really gives them justice uh um but yeah just the classics for whom the bell tolls is one of the great songs ever written ever as is creeping death creeping death is my favorite metallica song like fade to black is uh, probably got me into like fade, how how fucking good is fade to black man it just it has, it has obviously incredible solos by Kirk. Probably his best work ever. That intro solo to Fade to Black is just everyone loves that. Everyone, everyone tried to learn that on guitar, but got stuck about did a little, little, or at least I did. Maybe, maybe some better players uh, uh, surface there. But the in, the outro solo as well, 
I just, yeah, Fade to Black is incredible. Ride the Lightning, it just, it, Ride the Lightning, the, the, the daring of James on Ride the Lightning, the main riff is just that A shot, that da 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 like, that's nothing, but it's such a fucking, you know, obviously the guy's a genius, so, shout out Ride to Lightning, no surprise then, um, what number one is, but just before I get there, let's just recap, number 10 is Reload, number 9 is Load, number 8 is St. Anger, number 7 is Hardwired, number 6, Death Magnetic, Number five, The Black Album. Number three, Justice. Number two, Ride. Number one, Master of Puppets. It had to be Master of Puppets, didn't it? I think this is... I mentioned before classic, and I think this is classic Metallica. You know, this is golden era Metallica. It's them, you know, firing on every possible fucking cylinder with Cliff Burton in the pocket as well. Battery. Battery's literally one of the most inventive you know, engaging songs, metal songs that I've ever heard, the use of the tryouts, the slow acoustic build-up, the, you know, just that, 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 that live wire lead that Kirk has, Master of Puppets, the song as well, is just, it's like a Bohemian Rhapsody, or something like that, it has so many movements, and watching it on the Cliffhamall video recently as well, for the review I did, where the camera's sort of amid the crowd as well, and you're, just, you're literally just seeing them perform this song. I was just something to do on Howard Stern recently. It was fucking great. Check out that video as well. Um, the thing that it should not be is probably the only track on there where I'm like, Neh, it's not as good. I think it was the only one they actually wrote in the studio, so it kind of shows to a certain extent. But, like, eight, you know, it's only eight songs. So you need a song in there. Sanitarium, of course. Disposable Heroes, Left Messiah. You know, Orion, which... Oh, I, think, I think Orion is just, you know just absolutely entrancing like you know that middle section that waltz section is how did the band capable like, really very very emotional leads that they pursue there that and, you know really hit at the core i think david gilmore said that playing guitar was like oh I'm, I, I'm just bending steel bits of steel how where does it make people he wasn't saying it in a sort of boom he was just saying it, like you know it's weird that he does that and it, and it does do that and we close off with damage inc as well so yeah there's there's my top 10 those are my top 10 Metallica albums. Obviously, there's other albums as well. Maybe we'll discuss those in the future. You know, you garage your essence. Um, <laughs> you're through the never, etc. But um, yeah, studio albums. So there's my 10. Please email in. Let me know what your top 10 is. Um, and we'll read them out on the next show. I would love to hear that. Please support the show as well. Patreon.com forward slash Alpha Metallica. Get at the show. MetallicaBot at gmail.com. Do you want to come on the show? Do you want to discuss a song? Let me know. Um, as I said a few times, you know, we got a lot of things booked up, but anything really from holier than now on, which is going to be in like a year or so, so, you know, uh, getting getting your request now. If you want to come on for that, let me know. Anything after that as well. Um, and we can we can book you in and we can do that, but it will be a little while, as I say. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, so much to me rambling um, and going on about my top 10 Metallica albums. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, follow us at MetallicaPod, subscribe, iTunes. And yeah, just thank you so much, guys, uh, for listening to this show. This has been a you know a great, fun journey so far. And I really appreciate all the emails and all the people who come on the show and all the people who listen. And yeah, we're going to keep doing it until we get to the end, which I think is whiskey in a jar. I think off the top of my head. Yeah, because I think Whiplash is just before that. But uh, I'll see you then, I'm sure. And I'll see you in the next episode as well. This is Tom, Alpha Metallica. Thanks. Thanks.